You're listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda. And for this week's episode, I'm going to be joined by two really great friends, Steve and Tim Welling. Uh, the Welling family have been really close friends with my in-laws, the Sharp family, for, for many, many years. So since I've gotten to marry into the Sharp family with my wonderful wife, Allison, I've gotten to know the Wellings very well over these past uh, almost eight years now that Allison and I have been married. The Wellings are a wonderful, great family, and I have quite a bit in common with uh, Steve and Tim. So it's wonderful to chat with them about various topics, you know, birthday celebrations, uh, bike riding uh, through downtown L.A., excuse me, going to visit the Philippines, their family heritage from their mom's side of the family. Uh, and of course, chatting about the LA Galaxy soccer in general and uh, what music we're listening to. So it's a really fun conversation for me. And I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to catch up with uh, both uh, Steve and Tim. Uh, before I get to my interview with them, I did want to just address uh, some of the recent ongoing things with sports right now. So as uh, most people are probably aware, the Dodgers had a heartbreaking defeat this past weekend and are eliminated from the MLB playoffs. It was a devastating game to watch. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting with sports. I mean, you can be really angry and upset and, I mean, deservedly so, uh, considering the collapse that the Dodgers uh, went through. But at the same time, remembering that uh, we love sports because of the thrill of victory and victory has no meaning unless defeat is also a possibility. So we have to remember that you have to take the good with the bad as it comes. And the Dodgers will hopefully be a competitive team again next year. Uh, and what the, the, what the future holds for the team. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen in previous episodes of the show with my friends, Sean Lovano and Steven Cable. We talked about how, uh, their manager, Dave Roberts had, uh, pre predicted and declared that the season was going to be a world series championship for the Dodgers. He guaranteed it and it didn't happen. <laughs> so what happens to Dave Roberts now? I don't know. It'd be interesting to talk to someone who knows the ins and outs of the team very well. My understanding was he had signed a contract extension. So even though he made that claim and, and fell short, uh, I don't know if he's going anywhere anytime soon, but we'll, we'll see what happens this offseason. It's going to be an interesting one for the Dodgers. Uh, with that being said, uh, with the, the Phillies still in it, uh, the Philly, uh, Philadelphia Phillies would be my, my pick, my, the team that I'm rooting for to, to win the World Series. We'll see how they do against San Diego and then against whatever uh, uh, American League team emerges for the World Series. Uh, and on that note, we have the, Ga the Galaxy coming up. Galaxy have a huge game on Thursday, playoff game against their rivals, LAFC. I love the Galaxy, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, and I'm very, very excited for this game. I think the Galaxy have an excellent chance, even though they are the lower-seeded team. Uh, we, we're seeing in the in sports, so sometimes the lower-seeded teams actually have a more of an advantage over the higher-seeded teams. You know, the the, the National League Championship Series is going to be contested between the Padres and the Phillies, and both of them are the five and six seeds. So the, the Galaxy's chances against LAFC, I think, are excellent. I think they absolutely can defeat them in a one-off game, and I think the Galaxy can even go even further. They might even make it to MLS Cup this year. Of course, we'll see how I feel uh, a week from now. You know, when I record next week's episode, maybe I'll be sad and depressed because the Galaxy have been eliminated too. But uh, that's sports for you, you know. So, uh, yeah, I talk extensively about the Galaxy with, with team, Tim and Steven in my uh, interview upcoming with them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation with them and everything else that we get to talk about. 
Okay, thank you again to all my listeners for the ca- listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. This is episode 44 with Stephen and Tim Welling. Joining me now on the Casting for Fun podcast are two really great friends, Steve and Tim Welling. Gentlemen, how are you both doing tonight? Doing good. We're doing good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for joining me uh, on this podcast. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of my previous episodes, but like, I just kind of like doing this for fun. Just to give me like, uh, I love podcasts and then I love just being able to talk about anything I want to talk about. And it always gives me a chance to reconnect and talk to friends who I haven't talked to in a while too. So it's kind of fun. Right. It seems it's a, it's a cool premise. I haven't had the chance to listen to it, but I know our dad listens to it. And oh, like, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I think he, he mentioned to me that he had talked to Allison and she had mentioned to me that she com- he complimented on uh, the Allison's birthday episode, which was pretty fun. Oh, yeah yeah and then speaking of birthday so happy belated birthday to you steve so i hope it was a fun time for you last week thank you thank you it was a good time it was pretty low-key but you know it was much needed rest oh awesome very good very good so so actually i kind of want to start out with just a kind of a, a random but simple question then so how do you guys both like to celebrate uh now as you're older i mean I, it may not be as big of a deal now as opposed to younger, but what does your birthday celebrations usually look like now? I'll go first, I guess. So for me, I was like, I was actually talking about this today with a coworker that um, it feels really, really strange to plan my own parties. So I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, plan. it feels weird to be like, Hey, come over, celebrate me for being alive, celebrate my birthday, you know? So it's more like, you know, you know, I just go to dinner with like, you know, really close friends and then just with my family. And that's pretty much the way that I would, I choose to celebrate it because any, any other way would just feel just sort of um, narcissistic to me in a way. <laughs> it just feels like, like, Hey, look, at it's my day today. Like, you know, well, it's nice to be wished happy birthday and all that, but yeah throw a party around it just uh it's not what i do so oh very good very good how about you tim what do you usually do for for your birthday celebrations yeah um it's a good question i mean nowadays i usually feel like it's just sort of whatever like i don't know like i don't there's definitely not as much fanfare than you know when I was like a younger kid mm-hmm. and um, like, it's a lot more low key, I guess. Like usually like I'm, I'm just perfectly happy and content now with just like going out to dinner with like family and like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, don't really, don't really, th- really have any parties, but kind of like Steven said, like really like sometimes like maybe somebody will like put something together, like, um, and like, maybe we'll do it like a get together or party that way but like really it's yeah it's pretty low-key nowadays yeah just kind of yeah just go out to dinner and that's yeah pretty much pretty much how it goes oh perfect sounds really good really good and definitely the best way to to celebrate and it, as, as steven mentioned it's just kind of weird to kind of say hey throw throw me a party or if you do it you kind of have to hint to the spouse hey like you'll call so-and-so let's get them for dinner or something right. like that. <laughs> I mean, but, I guess but, my only requirement really for the day is that I don't work. 
Yeah. Like any, like even, or when I was in school, I wouldn't go to school that day. And it just, it's just a day to do essentially whatever I wanted to do uh, for myself that day, which okay. isn't, which is not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I don't want to work. Very cool. Very cool. Well, it's, uh, so Tim, I got to ask you this before we started the recording, uh, life in Santa Barbara, just briefly about how the weather was, but I've always wanted to go and visit. I've heard lots of good things about the city. So uh, you and your, your, your wife, Denise, have been out there for a couple of years now. Uh, what do you like best about Santa Barbara? Uh, definitely, definitely the weather, um, the weather and the climate. Uh, I don't know, like it, I never really thought it was it would be a big deal until moving here and then like whenever and now now it's like whenever I go anywhere else that's not Santa Barbara I find myself less comfortable <laughs> and like commenting on the weather when I wouldn't have before mm-hmm. so I don't know I guess it's a blessing and a curse if you want to call it that I don't know it's, it's, I, I feel silly almost saying that but yeah it's definitely the weather the weather is the best part um you know it's never really too hot never really too cold um so just kind of get the best of everything really um you know but yeah definitely the weather prices sure it's not the housing that's the best part (laughs) oh my gosh the housing oh yeah the uh the it the cost of living is not great here yeah oh yeah (laughs) easily my biggest complaint about the city Uh (laughs) but uh I mean, I guess that, that, I mean, it's to be expected a little bit, but it's still kind of uh, not great in that regard. <laughs> for oh, sure. absolutely. I, I bet. <laughs> okay. Well, going back to the the birthdays and spending time with the families, I mean, it's, it's really cool that I, I feel like I've gotten to know the Welling family very well through the Sharps, which is awesome that our, the two families have been good friends for many, many years and how amazing and great your whole family are is and your your parents are as well uh it was kind of cool that i as i was preparing notes for this podcast i was kind of doing a little bit of facebook stocking so just looking back at previous pictures you guys had done uh it's really cool to me that you guys go bike riding as a family in fact i saw the pictures from uh i guess it was the firecracker joy ride through chinatown which i guess happened right before COVID hit right uh february of 2020 yeah that was the first time yeah. we did it oh Wait, first time oh okay yeah the was it did we, did, we, did we go during COVID or we did definitely go th- oh, I think we did during COVID um you're the rat what year was that uh 2020 for COVID okay. okay yeah so that was 20 so yeah that really was right before COVID we went that year yeah we went that year and the year before I believe the year before yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing just the pictures. Right. So you had, uh, so Melissa was riding with you guys as well and, and your dad, Ken. So it was really cool just to see the family bonding together like that. So how, how did the family come to like uh, bike riding and some of, what are some of your favorite like courses or favorite uh, uh, trails to go bike riding at? Uh, you know, so I guess it really, for us at least, when we were in growing up we, for our uh, Boy Scout troop, we did a ride to San Diego. And so we left from Glendora and we rode, um, I guess we, we rode to the beach first and then in a series of four days, we rode all the way down to San Diego. And I think that's when we really started riding. 
um, a bit more because before you know you'd ride bikes every once in a while, but that was the first time we really like spent real time riding bikes together. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, yeah. That 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 Boy Scout trip down to yeah, we rode from Glendora. Yeah, started in Azusa. Or yeah, just in, we started in Glendora, went to Azusa, and then rode down. But yeah, that trip, then going down to San Diego once after getting to the beach. Yeah, that was really, I guess, when we started riding the bike more. And then I think we went to Mammoth, like the following, like uh, a few a, a few years, I think, uh, with the Boy Scouts. So um, yeah, those trips, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the the Chinatown bike ride, that one... I'm not sure. How did you know that was dad or a connection there, right, Stephen? Or yeah, so that was like the, the Joy and Dad did that uh, that year before she passed, and so it became kind of like a tradition of ours to do it also. But you know, COVID kind of ruins a lot, ruined a lot of traditions. I'm sure. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm sure we'll start doing it again once uh, you know. Maybe this year we'll do it. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, I, I, I still get the email, so I'm reminded of so. it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. It's only, I think it's, is it a 10K or is it 5K? I think it's a 10K, but on a bike, that's that's really not too much. Yeah, yeah unless you're using a bad bike. It might even be a 5K. No, no, I think it's a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the first yeah. year we did it. Tim was borrowing, I, I borrowed my in-laws bikes. So I was using my father-in-laws and my brother was using my mother-in-law's bike. And the entire time he was complaining about how hard it was. And I was like, okay, let's just switch bikes. Cause you know, it can't be that hard. And it was, it was a night and day. It was so, her bike was so bad. <laughs> it, like, it, it had no gear. It had, it was like stuck in like, I think fourth or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. It was so it was so inefficient. So yeah, that's that's right. I forgot about that. We got to the halfway point, and then I think you switched shortly after that, and then you witnessed just how terrible the bike that was. Yeah. And that and that year the course was particularly hilly, so oh, <laughs> it was just a nightmare. Yeah. It, yeah, it is pretty cool, though, because you do get to see parts of L.A. that, at least for myself, I was a little less familiar with. Um, so, I mean, each year they 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 do a different route. So I think that year when is, we went to San Marino or, yeah, kind of got to see that area of town. And then. Oh, cool. Um, and then the, the 2020, I think, went up past like the L.A. Zoo and like by the. Uh, yeah, like next to the five freeway. So that was like a different route. But yeah, pretty cool bike ride. Yeah, pretty low key too. Uh, really good uh, family event, really. Um, so yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, I've always wanted to pick it up as a hobby because it seems like it would be pretty fun. I mean, I guess it is kind of costly to, to have a bike and to maintain it. But uh, there have been a few times where I went down to Santa Monica with Marcelo and a few other friends where we rented bikes. And then just did like the the bike trail right there along the beach, which was really, really fun. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I guess do you guys have like 
uh, areas you do like to go bike riding in, or is it kind of more just waiting for like the the specific like events, like the the Chinatown one? Um, my buddy and I we we started riding bikes well maybe a few years ago, and we would there's the oh, what do they call it the Pacific Electric Trail or something like that, and it starts in Claremont and it goes. I think it might go to the 15. So, which is what it's a, it's a lot of miles. Yeah. That's a pretty good distance. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't, we wouldn't do the whole thing. I don't uh -huh. think, I think the farthest we ever went to is down to Haven, which I, I don't even know how many miles, maybe like 20 miles to and 20 miles back. And, you know, we're not professional bike riders or anything. So that was, yeah, that was a long trip, but around, yeah. Cause we don't do any, mostly just road bikes, road trails. Um, so just uh, wherever there's a bike lane is where we like to go because driving next to cars is scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So sticking with family, I wanted to ask about uh, trips that you guys probably had the opportunity to go on. So uh, it's really cool that you know, your, your mom's has worked with Southwest Airlines for many, many years, right? And then, of course, your family heritage, you're, you're half Filipino. So, I mean, have you had chances to go and visit uh, Philippines or any other locations through connections with your mom with their fights? So the last time we went to the, well, last time I went to the Philippines was in 2000. And I know we had gone maybe a few times before then, but, I, you know, in 2000, I was 10. So I barely remember that trip. I think, Tim, you went more than me, though, right? I, th I think I did go more than you when I was like really young, like still like a baby or, or a toddler. I guess I went on a few additional trips with just my mom when I was really small. Um, but yeah, I think the same, most of the same as Stephen. Yeah, we went, we were there for the, um, yeah, when when it was the, the millennium, like the New Year's Eve, you know, New Year's 2000. So when I think that was our last trip there and um, yeah, and I think, yeah. And then I went in the previous trip, I, I, I was, I was younger, like in second grade. Um, but yeah, the Philippines is, it's been on our list. Yeah. Like we, we've talked about going back a few times now, like as a family and um, I don't know, the timing has never been perfect, but I think we're, we're, I think it's finally going to happen in the next couple of years, actually. Or I know mom brought it up again. And um, I mean, yeah, sometimes the political climate's not always the greatest um, all the time there. And it can be a little dangerous. So that's that's sort of kept us from going um, the past few times. But uh, but it gets a, it goes up and down. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So from the times you guys have gone, what do you remember most about the Philippines or what do you enjoy most about going to visit? Oh, I mean, where like my, our family um, had, had a farm and, and um, you know, I am a bad son, a bad Filipino for not knowing exactly where it is. I know it's in the island of Cebu. Um, but it was very remote. Um, so it wasn't like anywhere by Manila or anything. And so just a very rural 
and like in that part is like kind of jungly what I remember and so it's probably changed a lot since then but I remember just uh there being like a lot of vegetation and everything was so green and such a contrast from you know LA California you know this this part of you know California at least it's sure we have some green but like only in the spring and then the rest of the year it's brown yeah <laughs> the air is just so green and you know there's like rainstorms and monsoons that would happen while we were there and so it was just kind of crazy to see the dramatic changes in weather yeah yeah i think for me it was definitely just the the scenery and um yeah the climate kind of yeah, it was just a totally different place, um, like really different from L.A. Um, and I always say, like, I always distinctly remember, like, it smelled different there. Um, like, at least like on my mom's island, like, like in general, like everybody is always burning a fire. And, and so like on an island, like, you know, it, it's it's like pretty, you know, it, being in the Philippines is pretty humid. So like. I always remember that distinct smell of like smoke and kind of like island air, kind of like humid, but fresh air. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, I always remember that part really when I think of the Philippines and the scenery was really interesting, really different. I mean, volcanic, so. Okay, very cool. So the way you guys describe it, it sounds like the Philippines would be a really cool like uh, sightseeing area, which would be really fun. I think uh, to someday see. So so hopefully you guys are able to go together as a family with your spouses and your parents. I think that'd be really fun, really really cool. Uh, on the subject of the spouses, so Allison had a specific question she wanted me to ask you both. Since I guess uh, I know Allison's a big fan of the podcast, she always listens. So uh, she wanted to know, or at least have me recount to you guys uh, the stories of how you met your respected spouses, Melissa and Denise. Okay, um, you go first this time. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so yeah, uh, how I met Denise, um, and uh, so um, yeah. Uh, I uh, grew up LDS um, when I was uh, 16. Um, it was funny. I was going to mutual like, like I'd always, you know, I grew up go always going to mutual. So, um, but during this particular time, it was, I think, May of 2008, uh, April, 2008. Um, we were doing, we were getting like mutual started, becoming like a like a multi uh month event uh where we were doing a dance festival uh and we were preparing for a dance festival uh that summer um so what that consisted of was like all the different age groups among the the church youth kind of partnered up with different people uh in their in their age groups and we all learned like a uh, a different dance for our age, our different age ranges. Um, and so anyhow, like I was, it's funny, I guess I, I was really not looking forward to, um, these few months of doing dance festival. So I really didn't want to go. 
Um, so like, anyhow, like, but I, I always go, I always went to mutual, but during this particular, yeah, like I was really not looking forward to dance festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was funny because like we were, I had, I think I, I had managed to actually like, uh, skip out on a few, uh, events, uh, during, during the weekday. And, uh, so anyhow, I was with Colin, uh, Colin oh, okay. Sharp. And so, <laughs> yeah, so and, and it's funny because he, we were both in the same boat. Neither of us were particularly keen on this uh, mutual activity. So um, anyhow, yeah, I remember distinctly, I think we, had, we, we were able to stay or we managed to stay at, call, at his parents' house during mutual one time. I don't know how we got away with that. But and then, yeah, I think another time we did go to church but we didn't participate in the activity. We were kind of just wandering around. <laughs> anyhow, um, how I met Denise. Uh, so yeah, she also grew up in the Glendora Stake um, in the second ward. Um, but anyhow, never never knew who she was um, or anything about her, uh, but we ended up, you know, being assigned dance partners. And um yeah, after after we uh, were assigned, uh, we shortly shortly after that we started going out, and um, yeah, and then that that that's that's how we met. We were we were dance partners, were and neither of us wanted to be dance partners, but we were both dance partners, and um, both ended up you know. Uh, going out falling in love and you know now she's my wife (laughs) but uh yeah that's how I met her (laughs) oh awesome sounds really cool yeah so for Melissa and I we uh I met her in the Glendora YSA the single adult ward Uh um and so it was just you know just another Sunday her and her sister went introduced myself and as she was kind of new because she was up at she went to BYU Idaho but was on academic uh, suspension for a little bit so she (laughs) moved back home while that was being dealt with and um, so we just we became friends and um, and we were friends for like about two years before we started dating and um you know, I'd always thought she was pretty and she was fun to be around. And, um, and so one day I was like, oh, you know, I'll ask her out and see, see what happens. And so she, she said, yes, it was a great time. You know, we went on this perfect date, seemingly, right. It was this picnic and, um, and I, you know, brought out her favorite drinks, some of her favorite food. And we just had this, this park. It was really nice. And then I drop her off at home and, you know, I think I called her, texted her or something afterwards. Like, Hey, you know, I had a really good time. I would want to do this again. And then she said, no, Oh no, <laughs> she didn't want to do it again. And I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, I guess it didn't go as well as I thought it did. But then about, I think a week or two later, she, she said, you know, like, you know, I think I, I think I messed up. I, let's actually do on a date so then for our second date she actually took me on the second date oh awesome yeah for that and so and ever since then we you know we dated for about a year and then we got married and um and so far so good (laughs) 
I can complain, but not much. <laughs> oh, very cool. It's, it's awesome to hear both your stories. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny to think that I actually my family has a little bit of ties or I, I personally or my family does to uh, both both your in-laws. So, you know, Denise, if I remember correctly, her and her family lived in Temple City uh, a while back. So they knew my dad well when he was the bishop there. And then, of course, mm-hmm. Allison and I lived in Covina. So we knew the Simpsons very well uh, and didn't had no idea that you and Melissa knew each other. That was kind of cool. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So small world that we live in. <laughs> right. Yeah. There, she, always, she, always br- she always brings up that connection. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny like talking about how when your dad was a bishop in South temple city uh, yeah. but anyhow yeah. <laughs> oh very cool very cool now, thank you for sharing both your stories they're really cool to hear and you guys uh have a great wife so it's really really cool to hear those stories uh i wanted to jump into a little bit of more about entertainment questions i think that'd be kind of fun to go over some of stuff like that so tim i know you're a big star wars fan uh, i'm assuming you are as well steve so i wasn't entirely sure but uh, I was wondering what you guys think of the recent Disney Plus shows of Star Wars that we've seen. Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, and or if you've had a chance to catch up on those shows on Disney Plus. I um yeah, I, I have partially kept up. Uh, not as good as. So, yeah, I can claim I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm an old Star Wars fan. Okay. I'm not the currently most up-to-date Star Wars fan, but I did grow up. <laughs> so I can, I'll, I'll say that out of the way. And like, I, I actually haven't even been to Disneyland since they've had the Star Wars exhibit. Oh, really? Any of, okay. Yeah, or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars, especially the, you know, the original mm-hmm. trilogy. Um, amazing. Uh but yes, uh, and I keep, I, I'm sometimes a fan of what they do, sometimes not a fan of what they do in Star Wars. But uh, like in regards to the the new the newest trilogy that came out, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I've kept up a little bit with, I guess yeah, Mandalorian. Um, I watched the first season, and I'm actually currently on the second season. I've restarted it. A few times but i like i really want to get through it this time so i'm i'm the furthest i've ever been so far but i'm still not caught up um and i do want to see andor i really liked uh out of all the new movies they made uh that movie what was the name of that title Uh, rogue one rogue one One, yeah rogue one is easily my favorite out of the new star wars movies Uh, but uh yeah kind of looking forward to andor um, haven't seen it though, or oh. Boba Fett. Haven't caught up. Haven't been. Haven't watched that show. But I kind of want to watch Mandalorian before going there, anyways. Yeah, you definitely want to catch uh, both seasons of uh, Mandalorian before you do Book of Boba Fett, and then uh, Obi Wan. You can kind of squeeze in whenever you need to right. because, like, yeah, that's a. Uh, it takes place after Revenge of the Sith, but before A New Hope. So, oh, okay. but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. And I, I agree. I mean, like uh, the new Star Wars is cool, but I mean, you really can't touch the OG stuff, like the original. Trilogy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Stephen? Have you been watching the Disney Plus shows at all? So I think I'm a, a little bit better than Tim, but not not by much. I, I, I have finished the second season of Mandalorian, and that's about as far as I got. Uh, I really do want to watch Andor. Book of Boba Fett, um, Obi Wan, um, 
it's just um yeah i'm like like tim said you know we grew up with the the og ones and then the the prequels and and i you know i have thoughts (laughs) about the sequel trilogy Mm -hmm. and um and they're not very positive (laughs) towards them um but you know i get it and you know Mm -hmm. they're trying to recreate you know practically plot per plot (laughs) as the original but you know i and i but i really really enjoyed um rogue one um i thought there's there's so much story behind star wars that i like so much lore and the idea that there was you know because essentially once the empire took control right they were the government right they were what charge and then the rebels were rebels slash terrorists but then you know you saw in rogue one that there was a, a faction of rebel terrorists that were so extreme that they were disowned by the the more mainstream terrorists yeah <laughs> it's like kind of interesting but like story-wise like wow like, what did they do that made them like disavow this group of you know they're fighting for the same cause but just not in a way that you know wasn't good to them Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have like kind of, I don't know if Andor follows that a little bit more and I hope it does, but it's just like very interesting to me uh, story-wise, but and still, I love Star Wars and uh, really sense of, uh, and then Tim, you definitely need to go to the Star Wars land and Disneyland because that's <clears throat> an experience for sure. I'm assuming you've been, Right, oh yeah yeah we've been many times uh e- even if uh, avery doesn't really want to like i mean we go together as a family all the time uh we'll still maybe just like uh walk through you know as we're going from like say like uh we'll take that the long way around so we can go through star wars land from leaving from uh, fantasy land to go to like the to frontier land so just to kind of see the sights it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah the way they do it is just so so good it makes you like kind of feel like you're in the, the bazaar of like Tatooine and stuff yeah. like that. So recommend it to all. Yeah. When you get a chance, I know it's maybe it's not obviously not in your backyard anymore. So whenever you're in town. Yeah, no, that <laughs> that's definitely my, yeah, that's going to be the first exhibit I see once I go to Disneyland next for sure. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, shifting gears just a little bit. I wanted to talk a little bit of uh, LA Galaxy soccer with you both, because I know you guys love the team, have gone to games many times before. Uh, the team's looking really, really exciting uh, to watch them play. I mean, in the beginning of the season, my hype, my hopes weren't super high, but then they they got those two really key signings, uh, Brugman and Ricky Pouche from, yeah. from Barcelona. So, I mean, both of them have just been incredible uh unfortunately i wasn't able to catch the last playoff game it was actually during my grandma's funeral so i had to miss it <laughs> but oh. as soon as the funeral services were over I, I maybe put down my phone just to see how they did and sure enough they won so yeah. so how do you think the team's looking now against uh lafc this coming thursday yeah i mean like in general like i mean to to sum up the season like yeah i thought they had a i mean i thought they had a pretty good start um i felt confident and then and then i started to see like the cracks and and sort of like where they're missing like and because yeah they had a pretty strong start to the season then like they had you know a little bit of a dip but then right before the international break in the summer they 
they had a, a few key wins where they really started looked like they were turning things around and after the international break they were they were kind of slumped and back down again and it was just the same like you know like the thing i, I feel like in general like with galaxy like this season like there have been so many like glimpses of like great moments and like like they're like they're gonna do something but they've just been missing something mm -hmm. and yeah definitely with this last uh, transfer window uh yeah gaston brugman and ricky Pouge, um yeah were fantastic signings because now the the the, the teams are doing like so well since since that you know mm -hmm. totally turned it around i mean what was that? i think the last 11 games they had only lost once yeah, I think like, the record was like uh, uh, five, five, one, five? five, something like that. Yeah, yeah five, five, one, and five. One loss and five ties. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had the, the, the most amount of points in the Western Conference, too, yeah. um, for that period. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and it feels, yeah, Galaxy right now, they are, I don't know, it feels like they finally found their form, finally found the missing puzzle pieces to make them really sort of work um so i mean now with i mean playoffs i mean yeah first games down um they're you know they're coming in hot uh they're, they're now like you know a couple games one in a row that's that was houston first playoff game was nashville uh two wins uh then yeah this thursday uh el trafico <laughs> against <laughs> lafc um uh yeah, I always laugh at that because I know Steven doesn't doesn't care for it. Uh, what do you call it, Steven? Uh, oh, what a, what a, it's Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor, yeah, Stolen yeah. Valor. yeah. El Trafico. <laughs> he says El, calling it El Trafico is Stolen Valor. <laughs> Just oh, because like, uh, the real El Clasico took place uh, this past weekend and Real Madrid won. <laughs> of course they did. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> I have so many. Oh man, yeah, I hate I hate the name El Trafico. I mean, I guess it it makes sense, right? It makes sense. There's a lot of traffic in LA. It's the two LA teams playing against each other, mm -hmm. but it is a uh, it's such a silly name, <laughs> El Trafico to me to me at least, and I think it's part of me. Like I, you know, I love soccer, mm -hmm. but um. And I, I like LA Galaxy just, you know, because it's the team that was, you know, here yeah. when we were growing up. But I never really, like, even now, I still don't really follow it too much. Uh, mm -hmm. I might follow it more because Tim really likes LA Galaxy. And, you know, I still do like them. And I have another buddy of mine who really likes them. And so, but it, you know, part of me, you know, because when I, because I watch European soccer, you know, Premier League and then La Liga and all, you know, all the all the European leagues are superior to MLS, and and so it's kind of it makes like I want I when I want you know you know American soccer American football to be or no you know better right yeah and it's frustrating to see um, how you know what not this World Cup but the previous one we didn't even make it right and to see we have so many teams and. And it's like the structure of our system, you know, the way we do soccer is, you know, we try to make it like 
you know, like basketball, like hockey, but, you know, the playoff system and, you know, there's no relegation, no promotion. And um, so El Trafico to me sounds like gimmicky, you know, trying to, but that's my soapbox for it. But I, I do like Galaxy and, but, you know, LAFC signed my favorite player of all time, uh, Gareth Bale. So, oh, okay. Very cool. So it's kind of, it's really, I wish that I wish Galaxy signed him because then, That'd be awesome because now part of me, you know, I don't want LAFC to win, but I want Gareth Bale to do good. <laughs> so <laughs> stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. yeah. Well, it will be also be tough this coming uh, World Cup when the when the USA faces uh, Wales in their group stage. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck again. I have to choose who to root for. Which okay. you know, Hopefully the U.S. goes through, but. I mean, I think they they have a good shot. England does not look good. I think England has lost their last, you know, haven't won any of their last previous games from what I recall. And uh, and so they're not they're not looking good. Iran, well, you know, we'll see how they do. Um, Wales is kind of like the fairy tale, you know, barely making it to the World Cup, the first World Cup since like from the 60s i think i think so yeah so the u.s has a really good shot to go through i think um especially with unless england gets their act together but i know they're right back their primary i mean they have i think they're bringing like three or four right backs for whatever reason and so i know they're really stacked in that position but for whatever reason they're not clicking at least on the world stage i think they got knocked out of the League of Nations. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So I think they actually got like relegated to whatever's lower than. Mm-hmm. There. So we have a good shot, and I think hopefully we don't make it out of the round of sixteen. <laughs> I don't think so, but hopefully we can make it. I'm, I'm not confident, but I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. It's going to be definitely a really fun uh, couple weeks of soccer, which is really exciting. Initially, I didn't like the idea that the World Cup was going to be in the winter time, but, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. I guess since we anytime the World Cup's going on, it's just exciting. So very cool. Uh, nice. One last question that I had for you both, unless you guys had more on soccer or. I mean, I could talk about it all day. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It'd be, it'd be ranching at this point. <laughs> Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, I know. So when we were neighbors, Steven, I got to see you wearing Incubus t-shirts all the time, which was really cool. So I know you're a big fan of music. And then from my, when I met, knew you before from attending the, the Glendora singles ward, Tim, I wasn't sure if you are or not, cause I knew you like star Wars, but I wasn't sure if you're also a big fan of music like Steve. So I wanted to ask you just for our final wrap up question. Uh, what are you guys listening to now? What's in something that's kind of been cool. That's caught in your ear recently. Well, Tim, Tim actually likes music a lot more than I, that's oh. for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he really, like, I, I, I like music a lot, and they're, like, but some of my favorite bands that, um, that I've listened, you know, that I've grown to really love, Tim actually showed them to me, and so, like, this weekend, this coming weekend, we're going to see the Mars Volta, and, um, and was, you know, part of, used to be you know the at the drive-in and that's probably my favorite band and tim is the one that introduced me to them oh very cool awesome yeah, yeah, probably, music yeah 
I was just smiling in the beginning because like, yeah, when, when you asked like, what are we listening to right now? I was just thinking the Mars Volta. And it, <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about the upcoming show this weekend that as uh, this Friday. Um, yeah, that, that's a been listening to that band for a long time. Um, they, they were like broken up for like 10 years. So like they broke up in 2012 and then they announced this year that they were coming out with a new album. And so, uh, anyhow, never got to see them back in the day when I was like a, a big fan in high school. But uh, now I'm getting to live that dream as an adult now, I guess, <laughs> for the reunion tour. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be fun. But um, oh, very cool. Yeah, you, you guys are definitely in for a really cool treat. So I, I got to see them open up for the Red Hot Chili Peppers way back in 2006 oh. when okay. they were touring for the Stadium Arcadium show. So this was all at the old forum. And yeah, I loved them as soon as I heard them because I, I would hear the song "The Widow" on K Rock, and oh, then I got to right. all their other stuff, and I was like blown away. So yeah, really, really cool. Mars Volts is a great band for sure. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I I did not know that or that you were you know a fan. Um, oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. My favorite band growing up for sure. And I actually wanted to. Yeah, I remember that show. I really wanted to go to that show where Red Hot they opened for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find. Couldn't find someone to drive me at, at the age of, uh, uh, yeah, fourteen or fifteen. However long <laughs> I was. So, uh, I mean, yeah, wasn't wasn't a quite a great age group yet yeah. where I could drive myself. Um, yeah, I think that show. I always talk about that show that I regret missing, and also I think Marzol. Um, yeah, there's a there's a Nine Inch Nails show in Anaheim that I think. Anyhow. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah, music's fun. Looking forward to that show this weekend. Oh, um, awesome. Awesome. I don't know yeah, if you guys... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Tim. Uh, do you guys know the band, uh, The Silver Sun Pickups? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Their, their new album just came out a few a few weeks ago. I really like that one, Physical Thrills. So that's definitely oh, one I recommend checking out. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. I really like their, I like their old stuff. And uh, very unique sound. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, Physical Thrills is the name of the new album okay well i'll have to i'm gonna download it because been needing some new music now nowadays it's hard for me to like i'll just like hear a song and i like the song and then i'll go to the artist and it's someone i've never heard of and then i find out that's the only song i like of them so it's kind of a (laughs) but i like when bands that i you know know that i like come out with new stuff like silver sun pickups yeah, them in uh, St. Lucie. I don't know if you guys know them. They're they're pretty cool. They're kind of more like uh, 80s kind of style synthesizer pop, but a newer band. Uh, they just came out with an album called uh, Utopia. So that's another one I recommend. St. Lucie? St. Lucia, yeah. St. Lucia. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool, bro. Uh, awesome. Well, that's all the questions I had for tonight. Was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss or? No. Uh... Thanks for having us on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, cool. Fun thing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for inviting us on. I appreciate uh, joining you tonight. This is the first podcast I've ever asked to be up on. So, uh, Same. so that was fun. Same. that's fun for me. <laughs> awesome. Um, and uh, go LA Galaxy. Yeah, to finish off that before, I think they're in a great position uh, going into this uh, El Trafico game. I think they're coming in hot and LAFC hasn't played a game for 10 games, hasn't played a game 
they won't have played a game for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So they'll be a little rusty and they'll be coming off that loss. So I don't know. I just think the Galaxy's found their stride. So go Galaxy. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with you, Tim. And uh, it's kind of crazy that they're, well, I mean, not crazy, but just with scheduling, they have to wrap up the playoffs quicker than usual to make time yeah. for the World Cup because they don't want to obviously compete against the World Cup. So they're just playing one-off games, uh, and it's it's anyone's game at that point. So even yeah. though LAFC is the higher seed and throughout the regular season were technically the better team, the Galaxy had gotten hot just at the right time. So, yeah. But uh, very cool, very cool. Well, thank you both so much for joining me tonight. Again, this is so much fun for me. I, I love this hobby. It's It's been really great. Uh, fun for me to record stuff that I want to listen to and I'm assuming my friends and family would also like to listen to. And again, as I mentioned earlier, the, the Welling family has been so much to my in-laws. So it's been really great getting to know you guys better in the past eight years that Allison and I have been married. So uh, always looking forward to when we get to spend time with you guys for family meals, stuff like that. So again, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Steve. And yeah, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Absolutely. Thank you, Albert. Okay, thanks again, everyone. So you've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast.